السلام عليك زين الأنبياء السلام عليك بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وأفضل الصلاة وأتم التسليم على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين اللهم صلي وسلم على سيدنا محمد الفاتح لما أغلق والخاتم لما سبق ناصر الحق بالحق والهادي إلى صراطك المستقيم وعلى آله وصحبه حق قدره ومقداره العظيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي ما شاء الله So this is uh, session number four where we're looking at the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam and his intercession and as you've noticed in the transition, especially uh, the session with Sayyid Tarif, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward him and increase him, you're really starting to see the mercy that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed within the ummah of his beloved sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. And as Shaykh Yahya was walking us through the stages of uh, the barzakh and the grave and the resurrection, and the sirat, the traverse, and all of the various major events that occur on the day of resurrection, one of the aspects, one of the most profound and beautiful uh, aspects of the resurrection is the shafa'a of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. And the narrations about the intercession are numerous. They are a, a large number of narrations, both in Bukhari and Muslim, and the books of Hadith at the highest levels of authenticity. So Imam al-Ghazali has an entire section dedicated to the shafa'a of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. So he says, اعلم أنه إذا حق دخول النار على طوائف من المؤمنين فإن الله تعالى بفضله يقبل فيهم شفاعة الأنبياء والصديقين Imam al-Ghazali kind of in the same sort of uh, direction that Sayyid Tarif uh, took us on. Imam al-Ghazali also really tries to encourage us uh, to take advantage of this opportunity that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. And Allah says in the Quran about the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ We sent you, O Prophet, only as a mercy, as only a mercy to all of creation, to all of the worlds, to everything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created. So Imam al-Ghazali, before he gets into the section on the intercession, and he talks about all of the uh, very majestic and terrifying events of the day of resurrection, he says, if you are, however, unable to achieve this at all, being of those people who are uh, uh, within the, the, the realm of uh, obedience and safety and being and striving to be of the foremost, he says, then harbor love for Allah's messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa If you can't do anything else, then have love for Allah's Messenger وسلم, and be zealous to honor his precedent and give the entirety of your energy to honor his way وسلم, and his sunnah 
and long to respect the hearts of the righteous men of his nation, seeking blessings from their supplications. For it may be that you shall thereby be benefit, benefited by this or their intercession by his, i.e. the Prophet or their other righteous people within the Ummah, uh, their intercession and gain salvation thereby. If your trading goods are few, if you have nothing that's really profitable, then at the very least, you have the love of the Messenger of Allah the love of the Salihin and their dua. Then he uh, transfers into the Shafa'ah. And that he says that there are people from the believers, if they are deserving of the fire, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through his favors and his grace, he accepts the prophets and the siddiqeen, the truest saints, he accepts their intercession on that person's behalf, on those believers who are deserving of punishment. Even the scholars and the righteous have intercessions. So there is various levels and types of intercession. The first and the greatest intercession is the intercession of the Prophet Muhammad And he says, And he says, every person who has a good state with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and excellent deeds, then that person will have an intercession for their families, their uh, relatives, their friends, and their acquaintances. This is why we should think highly of all of the believers. You don't know who you meet who will be an interceder on your behalf. And the ulama, our teachers, they would teach us, even if you're teaching people, even if you're giving a public talk like this one, that you intend that one of the people that you are speaking to or several of the people that you're speaking to will intercede for you uh, uh, with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of resurrection. So seek from them that you have a place with them so that they intercede for you. And the way to attain that is not to look down on any person. Because Allah hid his wilaya, hid the, the, uh, his servant's elect degree. He made it hidden among humanity. So there are people who are beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who are hidden. So maybe the person that you're looking, giving a dirty look with your, you know, giving them a dirty look, that person might be one of the awliya of Allah subhanahu wa And do not ever underestimate any act of disobedience because Allah made hidden his wrath in acts of disobedience. So you never know which act of disobedience might earn you Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's wrath billah. And then he says, And never underestimate any act of goodness. Shaykh Yahya mentioned the hadith in the last session of even half of a date or looking at someone with a cheerful face, smiling, any act of goodness that you can do. Because Allah made his good pleasure hidden in his obedience. And we know the story of the woman 
who went down into the well and got a little bit of water for a thirsty dog and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave her paradise. And another woman who imprisoned a cat so that the cat couldn't eat and for that she was uh, uh, given the punishment of the fire. So any act of goodness might be the one that tips your scales. And any act of disobedience might be the one that tips the scales. You might earn Allah's good pleasure in what you might underestimate as an act of obedience, even if it's something as a nice word, complimenting your spouse, saying something nice to your friend or your neighbor. You might think it's not a big deal, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if he accepts it from you, it might be what earns you his good pleasure. Now, so this is all Imam al-Ghazali talking about the shafa'ah and that it's open to the ummah. But how is it open to the ummah? From the Sayyid al-Kawnayn sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam, our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Duha, وَلَا سَوْفَ يُعْطِيكَ رَبُّكَ فَتَرْضَى Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam, and your Lord will surely give you until you are well pleased. And the descendants, the imams from the, the descendants and the family of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they said that this is the most hopeful ayah in the entire Quran. They said some of the ulama, they considered the ayah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying, do not despair. Those who have wronged their own selves, do not despair of Allah's mercy, for Allah forgives all sins. That some people consider that the most hopeful ayah in the Quran, and that the Ahlul Bayt of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi those who know him the most intimately, they said that this verse from Surah Al-Duha is the most hopeful ayah in the Quran because they know that the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he will not be well pleased. And Allah promised that he will give him until he is well pleased. He will not be well pleased until every member of his ummah is in paradise. Sallallahu Alaihi Wa Ala Alihi Wa Sahbihi Wa Sallam. Rawa Amr ibn al-As, anna Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam tala qawlahu ta'ala ikhbaran an Ibrahim Alaihi Salam. رَبِّ إِنَّهُنَّ أَضْلَلْنَا كَثِيرًا مِّنَ النَّاسِ فَمَنْ تَبِعَنِي فَإِنَّهُ مِنِّي وَمَنْ عَصَانِي فَإِنَّكَ غَفُورٌ رَحِيمٌ That Sayyidina Amr ibn al-As radiallahu anhu, he narrated that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam recited the verses of the Qur'an, the saying of Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam, where he said, O oh my Lord, truly they have misled many of the people, but whosoever follows me, he is of me. And whosoever disobeys me, still you are all forgiving, all merciful. وَقَوْلْ عِيسَى عَلَيْهِ السَّلَامِ إِن تُعَذِّبْهُمْ فَإِنَّهُمْ عِبَادُكُ وَإِن تَغْفِرْ لَهُمْ فَإِنَّكَ أَنْتَ الْعَزِيزُ الْحَكِيمُ And that when Jesus, peace be upon him, said, If you chastise them, truly they are your bondsmen. And if you forgive them, then truly you are the mighty and wise. Then the Prophet ﷺ, after reciting these two verses and the understandings of, the, of these two great prophets, the Prophet ﷺ lifted his hands and raised his hands to the heavens and said, Ummati, Ummati, Thumma Baka. He said, My Ummah, my Ummah. And then he began to weep. So then Allah said to Jibreel alayhi salam, go to Muhammad and ask him, why are you weeping? What is it that has made you cry? 
فاتاه جبريل فسال فاخبره والله اعلم به so jibril asked the prophet sallallahu and the prophet sallallahu informed him and allah is more aware فقال يا جبريل and he was uh, what he informed jibril عليه السلام of was of his concern for his own ummah whoever follows me is of me and whoever doesn't you do with them as you will that's essentially the dua of the previous prophets the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said whoever follows me in his heart his lisanul hal the mute eloquence of his state was saying whoever follows me is of me and those who fall short are still of me and i still want good for them this goes this all connects to his shafa'a sallallahu alaihi wasallam his intercession we're going to talk of his great intercession in the akhirah but his concern for his ummah was evident in every single day of his life and every single moment. So the Sahaba witnessed this. So then when the Prophet informed Jibreel that I am concerned, I am full of concern for my ummah, and Jibreel alayhi salam returned to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah said to him, اذهب إلى محمد فقل له. Allah said to Jibreel, go to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and say to him, this is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's promise, to his beloved sallallahu alaihi wasallam and we really need to pause and reflect upon the fact that without any deservingness on our part without us even asking allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he has made us of the ummah of the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wa alihi wasallam allah says inna sanurdika fi ummatika wala nasuak he says to the Prophet he tells Jibreel, go tell the Prophet Muhammad we will make you well pleased. You will be completely content and well pleased with your ummah and we will not harm you. We will not make you sad regarding the state of your ummah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made us of his ummah, the ummah of his beloved sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Naam. وقال صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم إذا كان يوم القيامة كنت إمام النبيين وخطيبهم وصاحب شفاعتهم من غير فخر. The Prophet said on the day of resurrection I will be the Imam. I will be the leader, the foremost of the prophets. And I will be the one to speak on their behalf. And I will be the possessor of their intercession. And that is no boast. This is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's favor upon him, sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam. He said in another hadith, Ana Sayyidu waladi Adam wala fakhr. I am the master, I am the foremost of all the children of Adam, of all humanity, and that is no boast. And I am the first who the earth will split open for in resurrection. And I will be the first to request intercession and the first to be granted it. And in my hand will be the banner of praise. And Adam and all after him will be under my banner. That he will be the Imam. He said in another hadith, Every prophet was given a dua that was answered for them in the world. That they had a special uh, permission from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to seek something. If they sought it, they would be granted it directly. And what did the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam say? فَأُرِيدُ 
أن اختبئ دعوتي شفاعة لأمتي يوم القيامة And I want to keep my dua hidden I want it to be preserved in order to intercede for my ummah on the day of resurrection نعم قال ابن عباس رضي الله عنهما قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وآله وصحبه وسلم نعم uh, Well, for the sake of time, we'll just uh, uh, go to the hadith of the shafa'a itself نعم لا إله إلا الله قال أبو هريرة أتي رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم بلحم فرفع إليه الذراع وكان تعجبه فنهس منها نحسة ثم قال The Prophet was given the shoulder of uh, the, the meat of a lamb and he used to love it. So as he was uh, about to eat it, he said, I am the master of all people on the day of resurrection. Do you know what that entails? يجمع الله الأولين والآخرين في صعيد واحد يسمعهم الداعي وينفذهم البصر وتدن الشمس فيبلغ الناس من الغم والكرب ما لا يطيقون ولا يحتملون He said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bring the first people and the last people all people throughout time in one plane and uh, anyone can hear each of them and they will see one another and the sun will be brought very close to them and they will be overcome with worry and difficulty that they cannot bear and they cannot uh, stand withstand so then they start to say is there anyone who can intercede with allah on our behalf they go through this difficulty and they're waiting and they're experiencing the, uh, uh, the, the, the weightiness and the majesty of that day. So then someone will say, we should go to Adam, السلام, peace be upon him. فيأتون آدم فيقولون له أنت أبو البشر خلقك الله بيده ونفخ فيك من روحه. They say that, uh, oh Adam, you are the father of all humanity. Allah created you. And he blew the spirit into you, of his spirit into you. And he commanded the angels to bow to you. Uh, intercede with us. Intercede for us with your Lord. Do you not see what we're going through? Do you, see, do you not see what we've experienced? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Quran the experiences and the realities of that day it is a day that will make young children go white their hair will go white from the terror and the intensity of that day that you will see people as if they are drunk and they are not drunk but it is a day that is extremely terrifying and it shakes people to their core and they're experiencing this and they're looking for any way out so they go to Prophet Adam السلام, and Prophet Adam says, my Lord is angry on this day, has, has expressed his wrath in a way that he has not expressed before, it's manifested. And he will not manifest wrath uh, uh, like this after it. And Allah pro prohibited me from eating from the tree and I ate from it. Nafsi, nafsi, 
I'm worried about myself, myself. Go to someone else, go to Nuh. So then the people will run to Nuh and they will say, oh Nuh, you are the first of the messengers sent to humanity. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave you the title of a grateful servant. Uh, intercede for us with your Lord. Do you not see what we're going through? And then Prophet Nuh alayhi salam. These are the ulul azam. These are the greatest of the prophets and messengers. The foremost that Prophet Nuh alayhi salam, he says, my Lord has manifested an anger on this day that has not been manifested neither before it nor after it. And I had a prayer that was given to me and I prayed, uh, I prayed for my people. Nafsi, nafsi. Some could say he pray, used that prayer against his people, but some of the ulama say that in actuality, the dua when he made the dua that Allah destroyed them, that that was out of mercy because he knew at that point that they were, that they were uh, of the people who were wretched. They were of the ashqiya. And he wanted them to be taken before they took on more sin and were deserving of even greater punishment. So he used the dua to ask Allah to destroy them. I'm worried about myself, myself, go to someone else, go to Ibrahim Khalilillah, Allah's intimate friend. So they go to Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam and they say, You are Allah's prophet and his intimate friend. Intercede for us with your Lord. Do you not see what we're going through? So he will say to them, my Lord has manifested his anger on this day, just as the prophets before him said. Naam. And then he says, nafsi, nafsi, idhabu ila ghayri, idhabu ila Musa. Myself, myself, I'm worried. Every single person, even the prophets and messengers will all say, nafsi, nafsi. It will be such a terrifying day that standing before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and the magnitude of the decision, the magnitude of the outcome of our judgment will be such that even the prophets and messengers will, uh, will not be able to intercede on, for anyone else. And they will say, nafsi, nafsi. So they come to Prophet Musa You are Allah's messenger and Allah bestowed his grace upon you in giving you his message and speaking to you. Intercede for us with your Lord. Do you not see what we're going through? So then he will say that my Lord has manifested an anger on this day that has never been manifested before and will never be manifested again. Nafsi, nafsi, idhabu ila ghayri. Go to someone else. Go to Jesus, alayhi salam, peace be upon him. So they come to Jesus and they say, Ya Isa, you are Allah's messenger and his word that he cast into Maryam and a spirit from him. And you spoke to people as a baby. Intercede for us with your Lord. Do you not see what we're going through? So then Isa, alayhi salam, Jesus, peace be upon him, will say, my Lord has manifested an anger on this day that he has never manifested before, nor will manifest again after. Naam. And then he says, nafsi, nafsi, myself, myself, go to someone else. Idhabu ila Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Fayatuna fayaquluna ya Muhammad. So they come and they say, oh Muhammad, anta rasulullahi wa khatamun nabiyyin. You are the messenger of Allah. 
and the seal of the prophets. And Allah has forgiven you any sins that come before or after. And he is free of sins. That's just an added nurun ala nur. Intercede for us with your Lord. Do you not see what we're going through? And then the Prophet وسلم, he says, So then I set out and I come to right beneath Allah's throne. And I will prostrate to my Lord. And then Allah will grant me an opening in his praises and in the excellence of extolling him and praising him Jalla Jalalu, that he has never opened for anyone before me in a way praising him and uh, extolling Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and glorifying him in ways that no created being was ever given before. Thumma yuqal, and the Prophet will be in sujood. And he will be praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah will give him this opening. And there are people out of their love for the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa wasallam. And out of their service of this deen. And out of their love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And out of their fulfilling all of the things that are in such books like the Ihya Ulum al-Deen. There will be people who will be at various degrees of nearness. And the ulama say that there will be people who will even overhear due to the nearness, the closeness they have to the Prophet they will hear these praises from him as he praises Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala beneath the arsh. They will be so close that they will partake in listening to this and witnessing this at such an intimate degree. So then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya Muhammad, O Muhammad, irfa' ra'sak, raise your head. Sal tu'ta, ask, and you will be given. Washfa'tu, shaffa', intercede, and your intercession will be accepted. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then says, فَأَرْفَعُ رَأْسِي فَأَقُولُ أُمَّتِي أُمَّتِي يَا رَبِّ My Ummah, my Ummah, O oh Lord. فَيُقَالُ يَا مُحَمَّدْ أَدْخِلْ مِنْ أُمَّتِكَ مَنْ لَا حِسَابَ عَلَيْهِمْ مِنَ الْبَابِ الْأَيْمَنْ مِنْ أَبْوَابِ الْجَنَّةِ so then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Oh Muhammad, enter from your ummah, those who will not be taken to account from the Bab al-Ayman, the, further, uh, the furthermost right door from the gates of paradise. That there will be the gates of paradise, that they will be so large that they are the distance between Mecca and Basra, thousands of kilometers. And that from the shafa'ah of the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, that those gates, they will be packed from one end to the other. People entering paradise from the shafa'ah of the Prophet And when Shaykh Yahya was talking about the Hawd, I went on Google Maps. And I saw what's the distance between Uman and Adan, because that's what the hadith mentions. It's over a thousand kilometers. 
and that the number of cups and vessels that people will drink from are as numerous as the stars in the constellations. The mercy that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will manifest through his beloved sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. And we're from his ummah. So we need to strive. And as Imam al-Ghazali says, the preparedness, taking advantage of the opportunity. And in another hadith, and that hadith is narrated by Bukhari and Muslim and others. This is the intercession of Allah's Messenger and from the scholars and the righteous from his ummah they also will have intercessions and the other prophets and messengers will have intercessions but none of those intercessions will take place until the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam begins he said sallallahu alayhi wasallam yadkhulu al-jannata bi shafa'ati rajulin min ummati that through the intercession of one of the men from my ummah, there will enter paradise more people than the numbers of the tribe, the tribes of Rabi'ah and Mudar, who were known to be very large tribes. Numerous, 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 large numbers of people will enter through the shafa'ah of the righteous of the ummah of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. As Imam al-Busiri says, rusli kunna Through the most honored of messengers, we became the most honored nation. People like to always refer to the ayah. As if we did something to deserve that. No, we didn't do anything to de deserve that. It is through the honor given to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu that by the judgment that the followers are uh, connected to the Imam, we became honored, despite the fact that we are of the weakest of the ummas in many ways, but the most honored, that a man will be given a shafa'a that will have enter large numbers of people into paradise. It will be said to a particular man, stand, rise up and intercede. So that man will get up and he will intercede on behalf of his tribe or his family or for one man or two men according to the degree of his good deeds. According to the degree of his good deeds. Anas ibn Malik narrated, قَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَآلِهِ وَصَحْبِهِ وَسَلَّمْ this is beautiful this is once again showing the extent of the shafa'a given to the ummah of the Prophet wasallam, that there will be a man from the people of paradise who will look on the day of resurrection, he will look over and see the people of the fire. So there will be a man who's one of the people in the fire, but he's a believer. And he says, so-and-so, do you remember me? 
So the man in paradise will say, no, by Allah, I don't, I don't know you. Who are you? He said, I'm that person that you passed by in the life of the dunya and you asked me for a drink of water. So I gave you some water to drink. Then the man in paradise says, I remember, I know you. Then the man in the hellfire, he says, intercede with that uh, for, on my behalf with your Lord. So then he tells Allah, I looked at the people of the fire and there was a man who called on me from them. And he asked me if I knew him. And I said, no, who are you? And he said that he gave me some water to drink. So I want to intercede for him with that, with you, my Lord. So accept my intercession. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts his intercession and the man is commanded to be taken out of the fire. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam, he continues to go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he continues to ask Allah jalla jalalu for various degrees of people to be taken out of the fire. The shafa'a of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam, his shafa'a, his intercession, the believers who are in paradise, he intercedes on behalf of them, asking Allah to raise them in even higher degrees. The people of the believers who are those who uh, uh, their sins outweighed their good deeds and they are being punished in the fire. The Prophet ﷺ intercedes on behalf of them that they be taken out. And every time he asks Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah Jalla Jalalu says, go take out anyone who has you know, uh, the weight of a, a barley seed of Iman, take them out of the fire. And large numbers of people are taken out of the fire. And then the Prophet ﷺ, he continues to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ummati, Ummati, my Ummah, my Ummah, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran, لَقَدْ جَاءَكُمْ رَسُولٌ مِّنْ أَنفُسِكُمْ عَزِيزٌ عَلَيْهِ مَا عَنِتُّمْ a messenger has come to you from among your own selves. It weighs heavily on him the difficulties that you go through. He is full of concern. He is protective over you. And he is concerned for your welfare and your well-being. With the believers, he is uh, gentle and merciful. Sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa he continues to go back to Allah, Ummati, Ummati, until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, take out who has adna, 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 who has the smallest, smallest, smallest mustard seed weight of iman out of the fire. Imagine that. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam starts to remove so many groups of people, so, so a great a number of people who are believers out of the fire who have the smallest degree of belief. And they say that when the devil sees the magnitude of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam's intercession, he starts to have hope that he will be taken out of the fire. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's decree is uh, unchanging for Iblis. But he sees all of these great masses of people being taken out of the fire. 
And then he realizes also that all of the work that he did in the world, inshallah, it will be complete failure. And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bring happiness to the heart of his prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and will bring regret and remorse and failure and humiliation to his enemy, Iblis. And then the Prophet will go back to, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala again. And he will say, oh Allah, ummati, ummati. After all of these various degrees of iman of people who are what would be considered low degrees of iman, the Prophet is taking them out of the fire. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, go take out of the fire anyone who said, la ilaha illallah. Anyone who said, la ilaha illallah. La ilaha illallah. Take them out of the fire. And the Prophet will take them out of the fire and enter them into paradise. This is a shafa' al kubra. This is a shafa' al uzma. The Prophet is the only one in all of creation to be granted al maqam al mahmud, the praiseworthy station, the one who will begin the intercession and who will continuously, continuously, continuously ask for his ummah until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's promise, and your Lord will surely give you until you are well pleased, O Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa And this is an indication of his rank. And this is an indication of his special status with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when we think of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa and we think of his sunnah, and we think of his example, and we think of uh, uh, his character, when we think of his reality, his place with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when we think of his iman, when we think of his yaqeen, when we think of his nur sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that we are not deluded into preferring anyone over him. You know, there's so many, uh, there's so many different forces in the world pulling us in a various in various directions the dunya people of fame people of politics people of this ideology and that ideology Be people are being pulled in a multitude of different directions and many people are actually looking for good and looking for meaning that no matter what happens stay close and stay firmly upon the path of the prophet muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wasallam and inshallah, if you'll do that, if you do that, you will be of those who witness this firsthand. You will be of those who see his luminous and radiant face. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us of them. Ameen. You will be of those who are close to him. And we want to be of those who are at the closest degree. Recently, uh, Shaykh Yahya was mentioning that the ulama, they say, whatever you can think of of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's generosity, ask him for it. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he did not inspire you to want that thing except that he wants to give you. So that we be of those who are closest to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. And this is his shafa'a. This is his exalted rank. This is the one whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose as his beloved and elevated his status and rank salawatullahi wa salamu alayhi. And he made us of his ummah. And inshallah, I wanted to end with just a few practical things uh, uh, or practical ways to seek the Prophet Wasallam's intercession. Because this great blessing that we've been given 
and this great rank that he has, salawatullahi wa salamuhu alayhi, it is something that uh, we should seek. And he himself, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, informed his ummah of the ways to seek it out. An <clears throat> Jabir ibn Abdullah, and this is a sahih hadith. An Jabir ibn Abdullah, anna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam aqal, that uh, the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, man qala hina yasma'un nida, whoever says after hearing the adhan, so this is a sunnah that we should do every time we hear the adhan. And even if we're at home, and even if we're not hearing the adhan or we're in lands where the adhan is not called out, we should do the adhan in our home, even if we live alone, that it is a source of great, great barakah. But when completing the adhan, or once the adhan is over, whoever says, Allahumma rabba hadihi da'wa O Lord of this perfect invitation, or complete invitation, and the prayer that is about to be established, grant Muhammad the wasila and the fadila, this special rank and the honored station, and resurrect him and grant him uh, the praiseworthy station that you have promised him. The Prophet ﷺ said, whoever says that after the adhan, my intercession is granted to him on the day of resurrection. It's very easy to do. Every time we hear the adhan, you should act like nothing else exists. You know, it's a sunnah that when the adhan is taking place, not to have side conversations, even the ulama say, if you're reading from the Qur'an to find an appropriate ayah to stop at and to listen to the adhan and to respond, that it is so exalted. It's one of the, the sha'air of our religion. And how many people just heard the adhan and it softened their hearts and they became Muslim? Or it opened the door for them to become Muslim? Once the adhan is over, to make this dua, Allahumma rabba hadhihi al-da'wat al-tamma wa salat al-qa'ima, ati Sayyidina Muhammadan al-wasilata wal-fadila, wab'athu maqaman mahmudan al-lazhi wa'attah, innaka la tukhlifu al-mi'ad. There's uh, other narrations as well. The Prophet says, whoever says that regularly, insha'Allah, will be granted his shafa'a, sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam. And you also see from the companions that they were very... Uh, concerned and that they put a lot of thought and effort into attaining and seeking out the Prophet's shafa'ah. An Anasin, Anas ibn Malik, radiallahu anhum, he said, Sa'altu Nabiyallahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I asked Allah's Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and Yashfa'ali yawm al qiyamah. I asked him to intercede for me on the day of resurrection. Qala ana fa'ilun. He said, I will do that for you. And then look at Sayyidina Anas, عنه, the Sahaba were so intelligent. He said, Where should I seek you out on the day of resurrection, O Prophet of Allah? When you seek me, the first place you should look for me is the traverse, is the sirat. Look at Sayyidina Anas is intelligent. What if I don't find you there? He wants to ensure every possibility. 
He wants to make sure that he takes every consideration to mind so that he's prepared for that moment. So he says, if I don't find you there, then look for me at the scales. What if I don't find you at the scales? Then I will be at the pool, at the basin, where the river of Kothar collects. I will not be anywhere but one of these three places on the day of resurrection. It's narrated by Imam Ahmad. And in another riwayah, Sayyidina Anas, he says, uh, Your little servant, Anas, intercede for, uh, on his behalf on the day of resurrection. But the point is, that Sayyidina Anas radiallahu anhu, he asked, and if I don't find you there, and if I don't find you at the Sirat, if I don't find you at the Mizan, and the Prophet said, then you will find me at the Hound, I will only be at one of those three places. Look at Sayyidina Anas, the degree of his concern to attain the Prophet So that shows us how firmly we should hold to the dua after the Adhan. The Prophet said in another hadith narrated by Imam al-Bayhaqi and Ibn Asakir, He said, وسلم, the nearest of you to me on the day of resurrection, in every place, in every place. What is every place? Next to the Arsh is one of the places. Next to the Sirat is one of the places. During the Shafa'ah, the intercession is one of those places. Near the Hawd is one of those places. Entering paradise is one of those places. The Prophet ﷺ said, Inna The nearest of you to me on the day of resurrection, fi kulli in every place, in every event, at every juncture, at every uh, uh, instance. Are those of you who sent the most salawat upon me in the life of the world? Are those of you who sent the most salawat upon me in the life of the world? Sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. So when we come together and we have gatherings where we send salawat upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam, when we take advantage of Laylatul Jumu'ah, and the day of Friday, and we send salawat upon the Prophet and we try to push ourselves individually and collectively as a community, and we dedicate all of this time sending salawat upon the Prophet Can anyone who reads these ahadith and knows about uh, these amazing events that occur on the day of resurrection uh, do anything but that? Can anyone actually oppose sending salawat upon the Prophet and having such great love and attachment for the one who will intercede on behalf of his ummah in a way unlike any other created being, the one who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made the key to open up the floodgates of mercy, the one who will take out masses, masses of people such that the gates of paradise will be packed as wide and as vast as they are. And he himself, sallallahu alayhi wa said that the nearest of you to me, 
When people are running around, they go to Prophet Adam, they go to Prophet Nuh, they go to Prophet Ibrahim, they go to Prophet Musa, they go to Prophet Isa, and they're in a state of fear and, and woe and uh, horror. While they're doing all of that, you are already with the Prophet Don't you want that? We all want that. We all want to be of those people who are the closest to him. So one of the ways to attain that is saying the dua after the adhan. Another way to attain that is abundant salawat. And there's, we could have a whole weekend retreat and still not exhaust all of the benefits of sending salawat upon the Prophet we just have two more ahadith and we'll end inshallah this session. An Umar qala sami'tu Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi yaqul Sayyidina Umar radiyallahu anhu as narrated by Imam al-Bayhaqi said that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said man zara qabri aw qala man zarani whoever visits my grave or he said whoever visits me kuntu lahu shafi'an aw shahidan I will be his interceder or I will be a witness for him. وَمَنْ مَاتَ فِي أَحَدِ الْحَرَمَيْنِ بَعَثَهُ اللَّهُ مِنَ الْآمِنِينَ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ And whoever dies in one of the two holy sanctuaries, Mecca or Medina, Allah will resurrect them in a state of safety on the day of Qiyamah. Whoever visits the Prophet's grave, the Prophet says, I will be an interceder for him or a witness. And in another riwayah, عن نافع عن ابن عمر رضي الله عنهما قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم من زار قبري وجبت له شفاعتي whoever visits my grave my intercession is guaranteed for them so the third way that we'll mention in addition to saying the dua after the adhan and sending abundant salawat upon the prophet صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم is going to Medina and visiting the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. And inshallah, that will be another way to seek his shafa'ah. And he is as-sadiq al-masluq. He is the truthful whose words are always confirmed as true, that if he promises us that, that it will be as he promised, salawatullahi wa salamu alayhi. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us of the, the greatest lovers of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq to be those who send abundant salawat upon him with love and loyalty and nearness and tasting the sweetness of that and experiencing the mercy and the lights and the blessings and the benefits of that. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala... Uh, Give us a special place in the heart of the Prophet ﷺ, and may we be gathered with him immediately on the day of resurrection. The Prophet ﷺ, when the man asked him, When is the hour? And he said, What have you prepared for it? He said, I haven't prepared a lot for it, but I love Allah and his messenger. He said, You are with those you love. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us love of him and love of his prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and grant us to be in his company and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants us the uninterrupted nearness and company and being in the gatherings of the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the highest levels of paradise with the nabiheen and the siddiqeen and the shuhada and the salihin. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Ameen ya rabbil alameen.